Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. I am your host today, Sam Altieri, and I am with my lovely sidekicks. Kim, Marcy, Sarah, what's up? Lovely sidekick. I don't know how I feel about that as an introduction. We ain't no sidekick. <laughs> like Charlie's Angels, you know? <laughs> Today I'm Charlie. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the role of sidekick. I'm good. <laughs> so you guys, like we, we wanted to come on here and start off this podcast with a little bit of I guess an announcement. Um, and we have been sitting with this podcast. We've been doing this podcast for now over a year at least. Um, and it's yeah, it's been gone through it's gone through different phases and different people, and now we're here. And I think recently what's been coming up for us is that we have had a lot change in our lives, and um, we've all kind of started to maybe go different ways in terms of like really who we're speaking to, who we're really helping. Um, And we thought that we wanted to kind of take this podcast and turn it into more conversations and sharing stories around general health, um, whether it be spiritual health, mental health, emotional health, physical health, um, and how our stories, how things happening to us in our lives can maybe um, support you in your journey and give you more relatable, actually like actionable things to take forward. So we're still going to be teaching and like sharing things, but from now moving forward, at least for right now, we're in this season of just kind of sharing and like being who we are and having these conversations and would love to, to also get feedback from you after this first episode. That's a little bit more conversational to see how, how it feels. Um, so ladies, like, I wanted to start off just getting your general vibe and like sharing um, why you're excited to take the podcast in this direction. I know for me, I'll go first. It's just way more fun. It's like way more fun to not intentionally teach, but like teach by example, like just because we're doing our things. And um, something for me that's, it's just when something becomes work, it doesn't feel as easy or as fun. And so I'm really excited about showing up on this podcast, feeling like, hey, yeah, we're just like catching up, sharing stories, talking about stuff, um, hoping that it can inspire or help people. And, and that's enough. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, Sarah, what about you? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I think for me, um, I think just us being able to come on here and chit chat is going to really open up to our audience that we are actually really only human beings. Like Mm -hmm. we are completely not anything Well, we are special because everyone is special, but we're nothing special. So the things that we have 
been through in our lives and the places that we are in now, there is nothing unique about us that has enabled us to be able to do like that. Like what we have got is available to everyone, you know? And I think just really helping you um, listeners to go out and empower yourself to actually take control of your life um, and, you know, just know that anything is possible for you and i think kind of i think sam you know beautifully surmised it is that we're all kind of moving into different seasons in who we are speaking to so i think you know um it only seems natural that the podcast is going to move with us and allow us to be i think just a little bit more um eclectic and um random in the stuff that we are sharing because actually i think there's a whole ton of value and life lessons that can be learned from you know, all of us and our wisdom. So yeah, I'm really excited going forward. Totally. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I think it's like, it becomes a vehicle, right? It becomes a vehicle for us to connect and to also connect all of our um, expertise in. And I think we all have different expertise and we all are are really strengthening in our certain uh, set of skills or the woman that we're working with or the woman that we're talking to or the woman that we used to be. And so that's going to continue to separate us from, um, from each other and that we're really good at one thing, but it's going to bring us together and that like we can all relate. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kim, I know right now you are struggling with pneumonia, so I want you to keep it short. I will not let you go more than like 30 seconds to a minute, but I would love to just hear a few words from you um, on how you're feeling. Um, so one of the bits of feedback I get from people fairly regularly about our podcast is that they feel like they're just sitting around talking with their friends and that that's very appealing to them. And I think this is going to help us, um, you know, this format is just, you know, growing on that aspect of it. Mm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Sitting around the table, hanging out. And like, that's what we ultimately, like, that's the community you want to build anyways. Right. It's like, we're all hanging out at the picnic table. Like, I think we've made that analogy in like our intro. Like, we're just hanging out at the table. Like, come on down, you know? Like, this is the rodeo. Like, show up, be yourself. We're all weird. Come on, hang. Come to my picnic table. <laughs> come in. <laughs> Sarah's picnic table is going to have a plant with a name and glasses on it. <laughs> yes, it is. Correct. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Marcy, let's go over to you. Yeah. So I love listening to podcasts and the ones that I get the most value out of are the episodes where it's not just one person interviewing a guest or it's not one person talking about tips and tricks and, you know, breaking things down that way. But it is when there are two people or multiple people having an actual conversation and talking about their real life shared experiences and either what is going on with them in real time or what they have gone through in the past and overcome. So I know we all learn in very different ways. And personally, I'm someone who learned really well through storytelling and examples. So I can kind of put the pieces together and resonate a little bit more that way. So that's something I'm excited about. Um, yeah, just having it be less, oh, listen to us because we know everything and do what we do because we don't. And we're all, we're all different and we're all, you know, learning and growing, evolving as we go. So I'm sure that something that I said last year 
no longer resonates right now or no longer applies because I am a completely different person and I want it to, I'm excited for it to flow like that. So you can kind of come along with us on our journeys and hopefully see some of us in yourself. Cause again, that's what I always get the most value out of when I'm listening to someone on a podcast and I feel like I can really relate to what they have gone through. So it makes me feel less alone. And then I'm also able to apply that to my own life. And, you know, I think Sarah said the same thing or said something similar where we are all kind of going in different directions with who we are coaching, what we are teaching. And I think that's going to be really interesting and helpful for the listeners is to get those different perspectives because yeah, right now we are all focused on different aspects of our life and, um, or or focused on working with different people at different stages in their life. And we are all teaching and coaching in a very different way. And it doesn't mean that one way is better than the other. It's just different. So I think that it's going to help whoever is listening, like really kind of find who they are in, in that person, so to speak, that that person's journey. I love that so much. It's like, uh, you validate their experience. Totally. And I know I feel the same way. Like when I listen to someone sharing a struggle or sharing like, oh my God, this like very specific thing happened to me and I felt this way. I've been like, oh my God, I've been there. I thought I was crazy. Like, oh, thank you so much for saying that. And it like, it kind of just puts you at ease. And I think that's really the goal now for us here is to go there with you guys and like share as much as we can so that you can feel like it's okay. Well, I know for me, like my, I don't want to say like my core wound, but the, the feeling that continues to come up for my, in my life is shame and guilt. So I feel shame about certain things either right now or from the past guilt about certain things. And Brene Brown, I'm sure most people listening know who that is. She's an actual shame researcher and one of my all-time favorite quotes, just in general, but it is from her, is shame cannot survive being spoken. And it's like you put it in a Petri dish and it just, and if you keep it there and you don't let it out, it just grows and grows and grows. And then that's when it becomes really, you know, overwhelming and just takes over your life. And you feel so disconnected from everyone else, from the world. And like you said, Sam, you just feel like you are completely alone and like there's something wrong with you. But I can promise you whatever it is, like seriously, whatever it is, there is somebody else who has gone through it. And yeah, once somebody else opens up about their experience, it essentially gives you permission to, to feel better about it, about what your, what your own struggle is. Yeah, totally. I still have moments though, where I know that logically in my mind, like, oh yeah, other people experience this, but I still will feel isolated even oh, yeah. though logically i know it like for example this this just happened to me yesterday um i so i think i don't know if i told you guys like i went i sent my i did like a urine and a pee test for i did like a dutch test um for my hor- my hormones to figure out like what was going on inside of me because i had lost my period and mm-hmm. um that's a, a side effect after uh like having an eating disorder and going through years of dieting and all this stuff and lost my period 
did the Dutch test and then I ended up getting my period back a few um, months ago, which is amazing, which means like things are happening inside of my body. But I went over the test results with my coach literally last night and she told me everything. She like basically all these hormones that I can't even tell you what they are because there's so many things going on. But the like overall synopsis was we have a lot of work to do. Um, Your insides are there's a lot of things that aren't working properly. Um, And the main thing was like, I have really, really high cortisol, which is like high stress. And I have really low um, dopamine, which means it's actually really hard for me to naturally feel good. Like I don't have as much of a feel good hormone in me, which is why I will find myself midday like wanting to seek out pleasurable food experiences, whatever. I'm like in a really serious slump. So after we get off the phone, I felt so like helpless. I was like, I can't believe I like did this to my body. Like, I can't believe I let it get this bad. I felt so much shame and guilt and like just frustration and like sadness. And I had this like whole rush of emotions come over me. And it felt so alienating because I don't know anyone personally that's going through this, but I do know that there's other people out there that are, that have gone through this and that are going through this. And I totally had one of those moments of being like, I'm literally the only one struggling with this right now. And and it can feel that way so much, but I really had to like sit down and like write it out and just be like, I'm not the only person like this, there's a reason why there's a Dutch test because people have fucked up hormones and there's a reason why coaches exist for this exact thing. And like doctors exist for this exact thing. And really it's like kind of taking the ego out of it and being like, I'm not the only one, I'm going to be okay. And it's like hard right now. And I'm going to have to do some extra stuff and I'm going to have to stop working out in a certain way, but it's going to be okay. And I'm going to be okay. And like reminding myself of that. Yeah, I think also with shame, there's an acronym that I really like, which is should have already mastered everything. And I think the the pressure that we put on ourselves is that, you know, you've said to yourself, oh, I I should have known not to do all of these things and live my life this way so that my hormones would have been okay. But why, 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 why do you think that you should have known that? Do you know what I mean? Like when you look Mm -hmm. at, from the minute you came out of like the womb and grew up, did anyone ever sit down and take you through like the intricate like ins and outs of your hormones no you were just out there living living your life and now you know you've got to this point where there's going to be you know a ton more lessons to be learned you're going to help a ton more people by sharing kind of what you go through and all of that kind of stuff so i that really that's an acronym that really helps me because anytime i feel that shame i'm like so why do I think I should be like, why should I, why do I think I should be? Yeah. And I'm like, no, this isn't, this isn't, you know, this doesn't make any sense. I'm letting it go, you know? So. Totally. Yeah. I think it's like separating, like knowing, knowing that it's like totally valid to feel the shame and then being like, okay, that's not productive. That's not going to help me. So <laughs> notice it and then choose, choose a response. And I think for me personally, that's been what I've really been working on is when, I feel those uncomfortable emotions, noticing it, naming it, and then choosing the response rather than what would be my default, which is like shoving it down with food. Uh, Whether I consciously realized it or not, it was like, that was just the easy thing. Like, 
this is uncomfortable. I don't even know what this feeling is. I'm going to eat. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, I was fine for a long time. Mm-hmm. Anytime I felt those, I was like, oh, I know what we'll do. Let's open the bottle and just get drinking and then everything will be fine until it's not. Until you've sent all the text messages you didn't want to send. <laughs> you behaved in a way you didn't want to behave. And then you're like, oh, this is just times worse. Somebody help me. Undo, undo, undo. No, you can't. God damn it. Do you know how many times I wish that somebody had invented something where you could literally go in and just take, zap back all of the like psycho text you sent or all the <laughs> madness that you sent like please to invent that not that you're not here anymore but yeah <laughs> that is one thing in my life that i i don't think i have any stories like that what sending um, drunk, drunk text oh my god no, I mean, okay but the worst story ever is have you ever sent a text message to the wrong person yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. i have I, I did that one time like years ago with my best friend and I was meeting her boyfriend for the first time and he was just kind of a weird guy. I don't think she listens to this. But, um, <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was just kind of a weird guy. <clears throat> and I sent a text message to my now ex-husband about it because he was like, oh, let me know what he's like when you get there. I was like, okay. So I sent him this text and usually he would like respond right away. And I said, why is he not responding? Oh, and I... Oh. I go to look and I had sent what I wanted to say about her boyfriend to her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So I like, I freak out and she didn't have her phone on her. It was in her purse. I like go through, and this was at a party. So I had like all of these purses to go through until (laughs) I found her purse with her phone and was able to delete the text message. Shut up. Oh my God. That's like from a movie. Yeah, that's a movie. That's amazing. That's that was fun. great. But, um, anyway, on a, that was a lighter note to like tee up the the heaviness that I'm about to share. Damn. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so you know, you and I, you and I talked on, an, I think Sunday on the phone, which yeah. was right yeah. after you had talked to Lacey and you were waiting to get your results. No, you, I think you had gotten your results back. That's what it was. And so you are definitely not alone in this because I am going through the same thing. I don't know. I. I'm assuming I have low dopamine, but uh, I know I have high cortisol and my hormones are still completely screwed up after years. And the thing is like, I did what I did to my body like 15 years ago, 12, 15 years ago, somewhere like that. So I have been out of that for a very long time and I am still dealing with the ramifications of it, no matter how much rest I take, you know, how much I work on myself, how many supplements, how many calories I eat. Uh, my hormones are still like completely in the shitter. And the thing that I have the most shame about is if I wanted to have kids right now, like I would not be able to do it. I would have to, you know, go through um, probably like IVF and that whole thing. And that's not something, I don't know if that is something that I want to do in the future. So. I don't really have, it's, it's weird. I'm in this place of telling myself or trying to convince myself, oh no, I just don't want kids. But am I saying that because like, honestly, if I, if I'm getting honest about it, I don't, I don't want to have to go through that process. Like, and I, I have so much respect for the women who do, but I don't know if it's 
the thing for me. And I have a lot of shame around, I think just like the societal norms, which are definitely changing. You know, there are many more women these days, like, you know, Sarah, you who have decided that they don't want kids and that's okay. But I think I have like this going back to the guilt, like, Oh, guilt that I'm not going to give my parents grandchildren and my brother doesn't have kids and will not have kids or he and his wife. Um, so there's a lot of guilt around that. And then there's like the shame of, Oh, I've done this to my body. And I have overcome the shame of like what I did because being a very spiritual person these days, I know that what I went through was for a greater purpose. And it is now so that I can lead other women um, you know, on their fitness journey. So they do not do what I did. So it's like, I can look at it from that perspective, but there is still shame in the sense that why can I not figure it out? Or why is my body still not responding, even though I have the best coaches, I do all the right things. And that is, that's a really, I guess, tough pill to swallow for me, you know? Um, and it, and I, I still get triggered, like, even though I may not want kids. And, and I, it's kind of one of those things where I am leaning towards that because I just don't think it really is for me. But I still get a little bit triggered when I see other women, you know, share their pregnancy announcements. And there was a, a um, another coach like in the online space who worked with the, the coaching company that I work with to help her with her hormones and all that. And like she got pregnant. Now, I'm not trying to get pregnant, but um, I know that where I am right now, I still not would not be able to if I wanted to. So there's a lot of shame around like, how come it? works so quickly for everyone else yet it's still taking me so much time mm. yeah I feel that so hard Mercy I think the thing for me that I've recently really surrendered into is trust and timing and that like my like as a so I'm an Enneagram 7 for you guys listening that know the Enneagram and my uh, the biggest thing that can get in my way is my impulsivity or my speed. Like I like to do a lot of things and I like to do them fast. That's just naturally my speed. And so I have to consciously slow myself down. And when I see other people doing things, it feels like there's this part of me that like needs to do it immediately. Like I, it's almost like I want to already have done it it's like that fast. And in that way, I can relate Mars in that it's like, you just want to be quote unquote healed. You just want to be there. And I've realized that like, the more I want to be there, the farther away there is because I'm pushing and pushing and pushing. And in the past like week, I've, I was like off of social for like five days and it was so incredible. I, it was uncomfortable, but it was incredible. And I just came to the like realization that it's going to take me however long it's going to take me. And that's okay. Like mm -hmm. it's going to, it may take me fucking 10 years. You know what I mean? Like if I think that this is going to be fixed and like fixed quote unquote, in like a few months, I would be very disappointed. And so it's almost like, this is the, this is the card I was dealt and it's actually going to be my biggest superpower. Like, I will be able to help hundreds of thousands of women in the course of my existence because of the shit that I've gone through. And 
like everyone else has their own thing that they've gone through that they get to teach on. And it's like, if I didn't have this, then my work probably wouldn't be as meaningful. But now it's like so like in my core, I'm like, I never, ever want anyone to have the fucked up relationship with food and their body and struggle with body image the way that I did and the way that so many other women do. And I want to use my gifts and my approach to help other women bypass this. Mm-hmm. They don't have to undo years of restriction and dieting and trying to change myself to look like somebody else or to be smaller. And it's like, now I like using that as my power, like instead mm-hmm. of uh, being in the place of victim, it's like, I, so, I don't know, like something has switched in me where I'm just like, no, like I don't, I'm not even mad about it anymore. I'm just like, okay, let's go, baby. Like, this is it. This is my purpose. And I get all fired up, if you can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's all about, that's all about, you know, the acceptance of what is. So, you know, you are there and you are just like, okay, this is my journey. And that's why it's so important for, you know, all of us to not focus so much on the outcome and just to really go into, you know, the, the process, you know, what that can look like and what that can feel like and what you can actually, you know, give back to the world. Um, and acceptance is such a powerful, mm. a powerful thing. I was reading something recently and it was saying, you know, when, when you're struggling to forgive, don't, don't even go into trying to forgive, just work on accepting because actually acceptance is what you need to be able to move forward whether it's a you know against something that somebody did to you or something that happened sometimes forgiveness just isn't it isn't gonna happen um and acceptance is the thing that needs to be focused on so Mm -hmm. yes it's like the have you heard that that quote about surrender it's like surrender is giving up what we think should be happening for what is actually happening Mm -hmm. and that is powerful Oh my God. It's so powerful. I literally like had a meltdown this weekend. Like it was a good one, but it was totally a release of like, I should be there. Like I should have healed by now or like, I shouldn't be struggling with this anymore or I should blah, blah, blah. And it's like noticing all of those, like, that's just all me not wanting to be where I am. But when I stop doing that, it's like, Oh my God, there's so much more joy and happiness and peace available to me right now. Like I can just enjoy my life. Like I can enjoy it. I don't have to love the fact that I have had that stuff, but at least accept it. Yeah. And Kim, I think for you right now, kind of where you're at and you're, you know, getting better process. Um, I guess like part of it for you is going to be about accepting what, where you're at, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's a challenging thing to do because we're, I haven't exercised in two weeks. I'm at running at about, I don't know, maybe 10% of my capacity as far as work. Um, I'm not doing the things for my family I usually do. Um, it's very challenging to just accept that at this moment, this is, this is where I'm at. Mm. But having been a person who's pushed through this same thing before, I'm going to attempt to tell a story. Hopefully I won't get partway through and have to stop. Okay. Not you can silently adjust and we'll try to trim for you. So I shared a post about this recently. The very first time I had pneumonia, I was, it was about six years, it was six years ago. And I um, 
had just lost weight in a very big way and then really got into the bodybuilding kind of end of our industry. I was not a coach yet. I was just very interested in these things. I signed up for this transformation contest from Oxygen Magazine and it got more and more intense over the course of three months. I was very excited about it, very strict with it. And by the third month, I was starting to get sick. And in my mind, it just didn't make sense to stop. I'd already been doing this. And so as I was getting sicker, my workouts were getting more intense. They were twice a day, lots of volume, a lot of cardio, and calories were very small, like less than a thousand calories a day. And I was doing all of that and still, you know, working really hard for my family. And the sicker I got, it didn't, I did it anyway, because I just, that's not what I didn't want to stop. And so I didn't accept the reality of, hey, you're sick. It doesn't matter. Your body doesn't care that this is what you want. Like, this is where you are. And I pushed through it and I got incredibly sick. Um, and when I was diagnosed with pneumonia, I still kept going. Like, my, my doctor said, you have pneumonia, here's the medicine. And I wouldn't even go to the pharmacy to get the medicine until I did a photo shoot. And so I was literally borrowing my son's asthma inhaler so I could breathe during a photo shoot so I could take these pictures for this contest. And my health has never been the same. Mm. As far as my lung health, every fall I get some kind of bronchitis. This is my third round of pneumonia. And each time it's really bad. Yeah. Um, and I think it really is because I just didn't stop. I didn't, yeah. I should have just, you know, put that stuff aside and rested. And so I'm very good about that this time. And so frankly, I've, I fell asleep a few minutes ago, ladies. In the middle of the I saw and I was like, oh, Kim's having a little no. This is real life. Like, yeah, no, no. Kim, I love you. My point is, I'm going to just ride this out. Like if I have to go a month before I can even go for a walk, I'm going to go for a month before I can go for a walk. Yeah. You know, if yeah. It's almost like this is, I don't know if this feels true, but it's like, this is a lesson from the universe of like, okay, we're going to make you sick again and see if you just finally rest, you know, like yep. find that anytime that I used to get sick and like try to push through it, like it just wouldn't work. Like it, it just, your body is like, no, fuck you. Like just Will you just sit down, you know? And I that was something that I struggled with so much is just sitting. Um, and and it wasn't until really I was like, okay, I get it. Like I'm gonna lay down and not move. And it was the hardest thing. But like my body, fortunately, right now in this moment, hasn't been sick in a while. And I totally feel like it's because I really honored and respected it when it needed the rest which has always been the hardest thing because I'm like, well, resting makes me weak. Like resting, I don't get things done. Like I can't rest. I just didn't know how to. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that feels true for you, Kim. You can just like nod your head or not, but. <laughs> Kim is currently nodding her head. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> resting, resting for many people is a skill you have to practice. Oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I remember in my like early, mid 20s to early 30s, I very rarely got sick and I wore it like this badge of honor. But after talking to 
I think it was my coach Vince um, because I have a lot of autoimmune issues and he was like, yeah, that, that was not a good sign. Like that was actually a sign that your immune system was like overly suppressed. He said it in a very scientific way that I can't repeat right now, but it like, it all kind of made sense to me. Yeah. So once I started working with him on this, like, you know, healing phase of my health journey, I started to get sick a lot. I got the worst stomach flu on the first day of our program. And then I got sick a couple of times after that, like the worst, just like regular flu I've ever had where I was laid up for five days. And I think it was definitely a sign from the universe or a te- really a test from the universe mm-hmm. because at that time I was being forced to slow down when it came to my workouts. I was only allowed to do very light strength training twice a week and walk and do yoga. And that was it. And coming from someone who could count on one hand, the number of intense weight training workouts they had missed in the past you know, 15 years, that was very, very challenging for me. But kind of like what you were saying, Sam, about Kim, you know, this is a lesson for her and it's, um, yeah, she's being asked to slow down and, and are you going to listen? Are you going to pay attention to this t- or this time? Or are you going to go back to what you would have done in the past was try to push through it. And so I think the same thing applied to me as well, where it was my test. Are you going to slow down when you are sick or are you going to keep pushing through and possibly, set yourself back even further. So I was really proud of myself that I just, I gave myself that grace and I slowed down, I rested and, you know, I came out a lot stronger, I think mentally and physically as a result of it. So sometimes we have to repeat those lessons over and over again. And Lord knows there have been, there are other areas of my life where I'm continuing to repeat the same lessons, but Mm -hmm. I feel like the rest one I'm starting to finally figure out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that's also, um, when we are talking about like getting, I always butcher this, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that's a perfect example of like, you know, real life having to, when you're having to make changes to your life. And sometimes it's not always about, you know, having to go and do workouts and do more. Sometimes it's actually about doing less. And if you've been somebody, mm-hmm you know, is goes a hundred miles an hour and everything actually sitting still and doing absolutely nothing in, you know, just being peaceful is the thing that's going to make you uncomfortable or, you know, going to the mirror and paying yourself a compliment. That could be the thing that makes you uncomfortable, but it's those things that when you get through the other side of them, help you to grow and evolve because you learn the lessons that that's what you actually need to feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's like doing less of things that don't matter so you can do more of the things that actually get you farther along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. This is such a powerful conversation. I already like how this is going. Like, do you guys feel like it's <laughs> so much easier? Like, I don't know, like not easier, but just like, yeah, like we can actually get deep and juicy into story. Yeah. I think what we'll, what we will, what we will have to watch is because I feel like we could go on for like five hours. Yeah. So yeah. Have to make sure that we're like, okay, so yeah, two hours in, like, you know. We can go like Joe Rogan style. He does like three and a half hour podcasts. I wouldn't, I just don't listen to three and a half hour podcasts. I'm sorry. Like, They're good in the car. Like, oh, that's true. Conversation between two intelligent people is like, I think it's great. But I've, I'm not like someone that will just listen to that on like in my house or like on a walk yeah. it, it's more like if I'm in a if we're driving far or something you're stuck in a small space for five hours 
That's all mm-hmm. called house when it'll happen. You've got no choice. I guess. <laughs> I, um, I feel like how we should kind of wrap up is like what's going on in our lives. Like what are we excited about? Or like what's what's happening? I'm kind of curious to hear. Uh, Sarah, since you're twirling your hair right now, looking so beautiful, I would love to hear what you're doing. You're raising a program, right? Uh, yeah, so I've just launched um, my Time to Thrive uh, 12-week program, which is taking a DIY course and combining it with one-on-one coaching from me. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited because it's literally, it's all of the you know processes that I've been through, all of the tools like breathwork and meditations and you know all of the um, actionable stuff um, to actually transform women who go through it from you know a place of feeling stuck maybe using destructive habits and you know really feeling like they've never they never quite get what they want out of life they keep hitting this glass ceiling and it's basically going to take them through the process and um, make sure that at the end of it they're going out into the world with a completely different relationship with themselves you know full-on loving themselves um, so that they can go out and you know conquer basically mm. um so that's what's going on work wise personal wise um we had a spanner in the works in the lockdown happened here in london again beginning of last no, end of last week um which put a ban on all international travel so no yeah. oh. so i'm stuck i'm stuck completely stuck until at least the second of december so i've just had to move my flights once again so they're now the 14th of december and it looks like you know if this all goes through then it's going to be christmas in new york christmas and new year in new york. oh my god I, that is fun, though. i'm not mad about that you know yeah um, so you know i had some temper tantrums and stuff about it last week but um, i'm pretty much like okay just you know acceptance again you know mm. uh, so that's what's going on basically Hell yeah. That's so exciting. Well, I'm so excited for you. We're, uh, we should put a, we'll put a link to your course in the show notes so you guys can go oh, check it out. Yes. You're going to be good hands with Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to do something completely inappropriate and then thought, nobody, nobody can see me right now, so it's pointless. It's just going to be me acting weird on camera, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What about you, Mars? What's up with you? Oh, not a whole lot. I just this week am wrapping up the 12 week health mindset certification that I was going through, which was an amazing experience and talk about acceptance and practicing patience and surrendering to tests from the universe. I, I've been working on this written exam that is due tomorrow. Um, I started it on Sunday and I was about halfway through and really proud of what I was writing. I'm like, yeah, like this is, this is really good. I was like impressed oh, with myself. Yeah. And I get the little, for those who do not know me, everything in my life is like almost perpetually dead when it comes to technology. So like my phone is always like less than 10%, like <laughs> my computer sometimes too. And I get the little, um, cause I was trying to do it on the couch where my computer was not plugged in and I get the little note that says your battery is at 10%. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go and uh, plug that in soon. And then I just got really immersed in my writing. And before I know it, screen is completely blank. And I'm like, oh shit, because 
where I was writing this was not in something like a Google Doc, which is what I use for everything because it automatically gets saved. Uh, and I turned my computer on and everything that I had written was completely gone. Um, so I had to start over, which was not fun, but it really showed how much I have grown and evolved recently because I was able to just, you know, accept it, surrender, breathe through it. Where, where in the past, I know I would have thrown a temper tantrum and been like, well, this is just a sign that I'm not meant to be certified in this. So screw it. <laughs> I'm not even going to finish the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I redid it. And then last night or on Sunday night, I, as I was going to bed, I'm like, I'm just going to make sure everything is still there. And I can't save this thing for whatever reason. It's not saving, um, where I need, where I'm actually writing it. And I think that as I was walking out of the room, I stepped on the core to my charger and it disconnected because when I went to turn or to start working on it on Monday morning, my computer was dead again. So then I had like a panic attack and I was like, oh my gosh, if I have to start this over, because I was basically done with it at this point. But for whatever reason, by the grace of God, I turned on the computer and everything was still there this time. So <laughs> I'm finishing that today. That feels really good. Um, and, Marzi, but nothing really. You make me laugh so much. You make me laugh so much. Oh my God, like swearing my life. Like people probably think I just do not have my shit together. I really do people, I swear. Um, but this, this is for your like comic relief. Uh, and then personal wise, trying to figure out like the holiday situation. We had planned to go down to our beach house in Southern California. And then I was going to drive after that further South to visit some friends, but now we're not doing that anymore. So I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I am planning to go to Utah to hang out with Sammy on her 30th birthday, first week of December. So have that to look forward to. Yay. Yay. So, yeah, that's that. Cool. Kimbo, do you want to, do you want to? Uh, The only thing up with me is going to be sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, amen. Sleep. And so much love and good vibes and healing. Yeah. I'm proud of you for actually resting. Yeah, that's, yeah. yes, that takes a lot of strength. Must be done. Because yes. you know you'll be getting DMs from me if I saw you. Get off <laughs> your phone. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, uh, well, one day at a time, deep breaths. Exactly. Um, well, I guess for me, what were you saying, Mars? I was going to say, what about you? What's going on? Um, what is going on with me? So, um, new things are, let's see, in my personal life, and I guess it's work too, but I've been feeling called to, um, learn more and educate myself more in what I'm, when I'm teaching and practicing with my clients, which is really helping them heal their relationship with food and their body. So, um, I really like, taken a step back and like examined my own story and realized that the root of all of my weight issues was just body image stuff. Um, it was all body image, like growing up as a dancer, like I was an athletic build and all of my friends were these like super lean, skinny girls. And I just wasn't, I wasn't overweight, but I just, I didn't look like them. And I realized that that was actually the root of all of this is I just remember looking at myself in the mirror and being like, I don't look like them. And I had comments about my body, not that it wasn't like that it was ugly or not good enough or whatever, but it was just like that it was different. 
And I remember trying to change myself to be like everyone and like what the dancing body type was. Um, and that was really the root cause of, of all of this. And I just came to that like within the past few weeks of like, oh my God, that's, that is why I tried to change my body so much. Like that was why that's the core. So really helping women with their relationship with their body and food and not using it to soothe or cope their emotions, cope with their emotions. Um, and so I, I applied to the Institute of Psychology of Eating. Um, they have a program. It's like an eight month, 250 hour certification program. It helps, um, it's, it's really to like help deepen in my practice of like overeating and binge eating and body dysmorphia, body image, um, everything, mind, body, and food. And I just got accepted and I started as of yesterday. Um, and people are from all over the map and there's like a community and I'm just like really excited to be the student again and really like learn a framework and not just solely from my lived experience and like from coaches. I really I want to really like deepen in this work because it's totally why I'm on this earth. Um, so that was a big like investment, but like jump and like, oh my God, like who am I to like do this? And like all those, all those things. But I was like, I was on the enrollment call and it was like a full body fuck yes. I was just like, this is exactly what I need. Oh my God. I was so excited. I hung up. I was like, take my money. Yes. Um, and yeah, so I think that's really the most exciting thing. Like I, I'm just excited to learn and help more people and understand myself better too. So that's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. It feels, it feels exciting. And so it's going to help me with time management too. Um, because I get to carve out like eight to 10 hours a week that I'm going to be learning, which will be really beautiful to just do a lot more of that chilling and rest that we were talking about earlier. So. Amen. Yay. Well, you guys, I hope this episode was really helpful for you and it allowed you to understand the power of acceptance and surrender and um, dissecting shame and guilt and all the things and that we all experience it, even though we're coaches too, does not mean that we don't have our own share of struggles. I would love for you to send us a DM um, whoever you resonate with the most, just like send us a DM, let us know if this episode resonated, if it helped you, if you like this format, um, what you want more of, like what topics you want us to cover. We can totally like go about it that way too. I think we would love to hear your feedback. So hit us up in the DMs um, and we will catch you on next week's episode. I hope you have an amazing week. I love you guys. See you later. Bye. All right, ladies, I'm off to sleep. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together.
We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the decades of strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.